I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're talking about coronavirus this segment. I cannot believe how this has uh, grown into such an event impacting so many aspects of uh, not only our lives, but the lives lived by those around the world. Uh, There are warnings now uh, that the Olympics may be in jeopardy. You and I spoke at length the other day when it was a a far off kind of uh, maybe hypothetical, uh, but now uh, the Japanese Minister of Health is calling for a month off of schools. Uh, They doesn't look like they have things under control uh, there in Japan, and they just 147 days from today are expected to host the world, welcome the athletes from around the globe, and uh, play host to the uh, summer games. I hope that that is not, I hope we're able to get this under control by then. Uh, one of the things that we have seen over the past little while is a, a tremendous fall off uh, in the Dow. Uh, the stock market is falling uh, quickly. Some of the biggest losses week to week that we have seen since 2008 in the midst of the housing crisis. Let me play for you uh, some of the reporting done by my ABC colleagues to get a sense of uh, what is happening around the world and around the financial markets. And then we're going to have a conversation with a friend of mine, Shane Stewart, a uh, financial planner from, from DMBA, will be my guest in just a moment. But first, uh, some reports here from ABC News. We are looking at another day of extreme volatility. Stocks opened just moments ago with the Dow down more than 600 points. And this week alone, stocks have now wiped out nearly $3.5 trillion in value. At ABC Chief Business Correspondent Rebecca Jarvis, now uh, a report from ABC's Aaron Katursky as fears of the coronavirus uh, cause uh, still just a drive down of the markets. Fears about coronavirus have wiped out $3 trillion in market value, and fear, Diane Swank at Grant Thornton said, is as much a contagion as a virus. It's an emotional response, but it's now rooted in real economic events. Efforts to contain the virus globally has literally shut down plants, schools, factories, travel. Many companies are warning their finances will take a hit from the disruptions to supply chains and sales. Investors also worry about the effect on consumers if the virus makes them reluctant to spend or go to crowded places like movie theaters and the mall. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Before we move on to our conversation with Shane Stewart, I want you to hear quickly from acting White House Chief of Staff Mick, Mul- Chief of Staff, Mick Mulvaney, who recently used his time speaking at the conservative political action conference at CPAC out in Maryland to calm fears over the coronavirus outbreak. This is what he had to say. I got a note today from a, from a, from a reporter saying, what are you going to do today to calm the markets? And I'm like, really, what I might do today to calm the markets is tell people to turn their televisions off for 24 hours. 
<laughs> His last comment dealt with preparedness. We are the best country in the world prepared to do this. We have been preparing for this for years. All right, now I'd like to bring in a friend of mine, Shane Stewart, financial planner from DMBA. Uh, sir, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Lee? Not too bad at all. Uh, a little bit of inside baseball here. The last time you and I spoke was probably uh, six, seven years ago when I was producer for uh, the Doug Wright Show. Whenever we had a question along these lines, uh, I had you on speed dial, and you would always bring us uh, your expertise and your uh, explanations to, to calm us down. Now, let me ask you, uh, as I walk through that introduction, have I uh, accurately fanned the flames of fear, or should we be more uh, taking our notes from Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney that we ought to maybe just calm down and pay less attention to uh, what's going on around the country uh, and in the markets? That's a great question. I think the the truth is in between, like most things. The the uh, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'd love to be in the studio with you today, but I'm on the road. I'm in Los Angeles, watching the rugby teams that will play in the Olympics in a in a few months here in in Japan. And I had many people tell me you should cancel that trip. It's it's not a good thing. And I thought, well, I need to stimulate the economy, right? So I'm just going to go. <laughs> there you go. And I think it's that kind of thing where it's, there's so much fear. You heard in the past during the Depression era, FDR said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And that's partly right here. Fear is driving it and making it actually worse than it should be. However, there are some real fundamentals here. When when companies shut down factories, that hurts the supply chain and that in turn hurts an economy. Should folks like me, well, I'll tell you, my wife is meeting with our own financial planner just today to get some advice and uh, make yeah. some moves. As we look at our own finances, our 401ks and such like that, and we see uh, you know, maybe some losses, should we be taking action? Should we be waiting? I don't want to uh, ask you to you know, give any inappropriate advice or anything that, you know, outside what you're comfortable sharing, but uh, uh, with what type of eye or lens should we be viewing all of this? Yeah, the the thing that I think some people should, what, what we should all be doing is absolutely taking action, but I want to be clear on defining what I mean by taking action. I don't mean moving money out of investments into cash. What I mean by taking action is taking a good, hard look at how we're invested. We've spent over a decade with pretty much up markets and enjoying the, the, the fruits of a, of a really great economy and the market going up. And the problem with that is we get what Alan Greenspan once called irrational exuberance. We get too optimistic. We have our portfolios probably a little too heavy in stock. So we need to analyze that and make sure that we're appropriately balanced for the time frame until we need the money. Now, the nice thing is if you have an advisor and or if you have a 401k, say, with your employer, they have guidelines that help you make those decisions of for your age or for the time before you retire. How much stock should you have in your portfolio? That's the action I'm encouraging everybody to take is make sure you're in line with those suggestions. We have seen illness-based fluctuations in the market a number of times in the past. It always takes a dip like yeah. this. So you think back to, uh, well, uh, the, the Olympic time in 2016 when we had the Zika virus. There was a dip right. then. H- historically, what comes next? Yeah, uh, historically... What comes next is what they call the V-shape. It goes back up and it retrenches back to where it used to be. The only problem is you don't know exactly when that's going to happen. And that's actually another argument for staying put in a proper, if you are properly diversified in your portfolio, 
not being too reactionary and staying put because you don't know when that recovery will happen. You know, it's a matter of days or months. What we really need in the market is some, even some hopeful news on a slowdown or a cure or those kinds of things. Outstanding. Uh, Shane Stewart, sir, I'm grateful to well, Let me ask you this. You, you travel out to Los yeah. Angeles. Did you take any, uh, health-wise, not financial-wise, did you take any uh, precautions on your way out there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I did something that I probably would normally do and bring hand sanitizer. And that, I've read up on, you know, the spread of the disease. And there are some with, with uh, face masks and those kinds of things. But mostly uh, what, from what I read is if you use hand sanitizer and, and, you know, keep yourself like you would with the common flu, you should be okay. And and so I did that. I brought hand sanitizer and just being a little more cautious and sensitive to where I am and my surroundings. And and uh, that tournament will last all this weekend, so I'll, I'll try to be safe. All right. Very good. Well, you do that. Keep yourself safe and healthy. Uh, enjoy the matches, and uh, we'll see you when you get back to town. Sir, I'm grateful to you for your time. Great to talk to you. Thanks. Outstanding. Shane Stewart, a financial planner with DMBA, giving us a look at the impact that this coronavirus is having on the stock market, on your investments, and maybe a little bit of advice on what you and I ought to be doing. I have a quick moment left here in this segment. I want to share with you something from the World Health Organization. Uh, we, I, if I'm honest, hadn't yet heard from the WHO. We had heard from our own CDC here in the United States, uh, and that was that uh, the coronavirus coming here to our shores is inevitable. And we have seen uh, that warning come to fruition in Sacramento. There has been one of these community transmissions. That's a new (laughs) word that I've learned uh, in the midst of this uh, crisis, we'll call it. Uh, And it is when an individual here in the United States uh, or in a community anywhere contracts the the virus, in this case, of course, the coronavirus, and uh, gets it not from some far off uh, location or source, but rather here within the borders of the United States. That's happened in California. Uh, The warning from the CDC is that uh, we may see more of that. And so what do you do in the the wake? World Health Organization has this myth section where they walk through some of the things uh, that you and I can do to stay healthy. One of them has to do with hand dryers. We may uh, find ourselves relying on the hand dryers there in the bathroom more so than we ought to. Uh, And WHO, the World Health Organization, confirms that and says, listen, these hand dryers are not effective in killing uh, the coronavirus. What you ought to be doing is exactly what Shane Stewart there on the phone told us that he is doing uh, as he's on the road. And it is frequently cleaning your hands with alcohol-based hand rubber wash uh, and doing so uh, every time you find you uh, come in contact with a strange surface or a strange individual. I've got some more uh, words of wisdom from the World Health Organization. I needed to go to a break uh, now. I'll share these with you throughout the show as we have time. Uh, in the next segment, though, we are going to continue talking about uh, the coronavirus, specifically what one Utah company uh, has done to help its employees uh, prepare for what might come. The uh, not going to say the inevitable, uh, but the hypothetical. Uh, exercising an abundance of caution. That's ahead on live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.